Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Dance Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg. On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at SportsStandsJ. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the SportsStands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table. Every single week, hot takes, nothing less. The Sports, the sports Dance. dance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, he's fed up with the trade rumors around him, ladies and gentlemen. It's Greg Cowan, everyone. What's happening, baby? Yeah, uh, can I just say, I mean, I'm tired of all these other players tweeting at me with just like googly eye emojis and, you know, rocket ships and all these other things. Like, just just be honest with me, guys. Am I coming to your team? Am I not? Trade deadline passed. I stayed where I am. And, uh, you know, it kind of made me feel a little, a little hurt. Nobody talked to me. They just tweeted at me scoop, with Greg. damn emojis. I want, I want the real scoop. What uh, what what has this done to your game? What is this? What are these rumors circulating done to your podcasting and tweeting game? I'm a little shook. I'm a little shook. Uh, if you yeah. didn't know, I haven't been tweeting that much the past few days because you know it's just been so much stress. I haven't been sleeping well. Uh, you can even confirm with my agent on that one. Uh, she personally knows. Uh, <laughs> Mary. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Business and pleasure, you know, all at the same time. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep, got to keep your player happy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is already been, off the rails. <laughs> it's been stressing me out. James. Plain and simple, it's been stressing. I'm shook. Uh, you know, I'm gonna try to get it back today. Try to get that mojo back. Uh, you know, we got we got a lot of talk about a lot of trade deadline things that didn't happen. And uh, but you know, I've, I'm starting to get back to my normal self. You know, and it's been a Almost a full 12 hours since the deadline's passed. So, you know, I'm getting there. Yeah, it's encouraging, man. Very cool. Yeah, like you said, we do have a lot to talk about. We have trade deadline stuff. We have trades that were made, trades that weren't made, uh, things that we want to talk about. Um, we're going to have play the fun game, pin the tail on the, on the team that gets Tony Romo as a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're also going to touch on... Um, uh, I don't know. Some golfer said something stupid. I don't know, Greg. You take, you're yeah. you're going to take the lead. I'll on take the one. lead on that one. I'm, I'm the golf guy, we know. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Before we get into any of that, though, Greg, before we get into NBA, NFL, golf, um, what's going on with you? What's new? <laughs> uh, not too much. I'm enjoying this warm weather that we have going on. It's been really nice. Uh, you know, being in the Northeast, it was just piles of snow everywhere. Unseasonably and, warm yeah. right now. I mean, when it's, I was happy with mid 40s, and we've gone up to the 60s the past few days, and it's going to be like 50 tomorrow and 40 on Sunday. So, you know, I'm enjoying it. Got to take it in while it lasts. I'm hoping that damn uh, groundhog was wrong, and maybe six weeks of winter are not in our forecast, and it's going to be shorter than that. My favorite thing about the weather when it changes like this is that everyone, despite having lived in this area, for years and years, like between us, Greg, we have almost uh, 60 years together like in northeast climate and for some reason 
every single year we're caught off guard when the weather changes. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I realize it's a little earlier this year, but every single year it's like as soon as it's snow, you're like, oh, shit. I didn't realize that this was going to happen. This is happening <laughs> now. Everybody's like, we made it through December. We're good. And everybody's like, yeah. did you forget about January and February when we usually get the snow? And you're like, shit, that's right. And, but but then this weather too, it's like it, it beca- it's 60 degrees like one day and everyone's like, holy shit, there's 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 things to do outside. There's, there's, there's glass underneath there. that white stuff. I did <laughs> yeah. not know this. It always catches every, it always catches everybody off guard. I love it. it. It's so funny. Everyone's kind of freaking out. I'm like, oh wait a minute, you mean I can wear t-shirts? Yeah, but then there's the other part of it too, where everybody's like, oh, you know what this is? Flu weather because we're gonna get oh, warm, yeah. then we're gonna get cold, and then we're gonna warm cold, and it's gonna be so messed up. Yeah, exactly. Make sure you're all drinking emergency in your office <laughs> and whatnot. Always got to have that emergency on hand. Hey, great weather vamping, Greg. That was yeah, great. Really good. Good job by us. If anybody wants to hire us for personal small talk, uh, I think we can nail it. Professional small talk? Yeah. I'm, I'm down. I'm yeah. 100% down for prof- professional small talk. Yeah, I'm actually I'm, bad at small talk. That's No, you're not bad at small talk. I, I can be bad at small talk. If no, if someone's if someone's willing to continue like the small talk with me, but like after like the three after like I have like three stock questions that I'll always ask, and that will be good. And then I'm kind of like out of small talk, and then I'll and then I'll do something stupid. I like stare at them and just be like, uh, so you know, Syria, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you just dive then into the hard stuff, and they're like, this is this is small talk that I did not want to get into. So what do you think about the nuclear arms race? Uh, yeah. You have, right? any, you have any thoughts? You think Trump really does has a plan to beat ISIS? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get away from the political world. <laughs> we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're going to end that by going, James, what's new with you? How are you doing? I'm good, man. There's nothing. Uh, there's not a lot to report here. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I, I, uh, I have yet to kind of get a new show. Uh, I know that, that the that the Fans are clamoring. What's James's new show? What's happening? And I, I haven't got a new one yet. I've actually been rewatching The West Wing. Yeah, it's a great show. That holds up, man. That yeah. really holds up. It is really good. I watched that a few months ago. I went through all of it and uh, yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I'm only on season two right now, but uh, I'm a big, uh, a big fan of President Bartlett. Let's head back to those times. Yeah, uh, but do you, do you have any good weekend plans? I, I, as a matter of fact, Greg, I do have a couple of good weekend plans. Yeah, absolutely. It's my birthday this weekend. It's exciting. You're gonna be so old. Yeah. Well, let's not let's not disclose how old. <laughs> You're um, so younger than probably everybody that majority listens to us. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, but it's cool. It's exciting. Where uh, you know, you and you and I and a couple of amigos are headed out for. Some birthday celebrations. We're gonna be, uh, you know, get a little, get a little something, something, a little dinner, a little drinks. Uh, I'm a dancer, as you know. Oh, I do know. So we'll have to figure something out. But yeah, it's, uh, I got some, I got some stuff planned out. So that'll be pretty fun. Might even have Isaiah Thomas stop by. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a pretty great birthday present just to shoot up with Isaiah. <laughs> We're basically the same height. So. Right, I'll make some calls today. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. His people, my um, people, will googly eye each other and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, whatever said. Um, cool. All right, man. Well, let's get uh, let's just get into this thing, right? Let's just hop right in. Um, big news on the week. We uh, we coming out of the All Star game, which we which neither of us predicted correctly at all. No. Um, you did get the Kristaps Porzingis in the Skills Challenge finals, though. 
I did. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, was, other than that, though, we got pretty much everything else wrong about yeah, the All-Star dead game. Wrong. <laughs> so coming off the heels of an Anthony Davis massive performance winning MVP, the New Orleans Pelicans announced that they acquired DeMarcus Cousins Boogie. From, from the Sacramento Kings. For I mean, Greg, at this point, what was this for? Like a, a bag uh, of the coming of Jesus, and by that I mean Steph Curry. It was for no, it was for like a it was for a firm handshake and a, yeah. and a stern nod, and that's basically it. That's what they and gave buddy, up. Buddy for. heel, don't forget that, buddy heel. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 the stern handshake part. Yeah, um, it's it's I don't know, man. I, I think that they got swindled here a little bit. The the Kings gave up a marquee player who's one of the uh, you know I would probably say. If you're going to go off of strictly the All-Stars and at least the top 15 talented talents in the entire league, uh, a really talented, skilled big man, and in return you got Buddy Heald, who, say what you will about him, he's a four-year starter, um, you know, out of Oklahoma. Uh, He seems to be a decent shooting guard. He has got okay numbers uh, for the Pelicans this year. But he can't play a lick of defense. They didn't no. get any sort of picks around for him or anything like that. It was basically just Buddy Heald, um, Tyreek Evans, and a couple smorgasbord. This is this is a tough one, Greg. This is this is a tough a tough trade here. What do you think? What do you think about the trade? Uh, well, one, I don't like it, especially for the fact that after the trade was made, Vladi Diva came out saying, "Yeah, I had a better offer on the table, but management said yeah. no." Yeah, yeah, I know. What was the other offer, Vladi? I want to know. Don't say that stuff. <laughs> And then just not tell us who it was. Like, right. I need to get an idea of who these this other mysterious team was trying to get Boogie, since basically every GM in the league is like, I won't touch him because he's a psychopath. So I, I want to know who's the other one willing to take the chance. And then why did you let a small owner who's like five foot four <laughs> to ta- like make the decision that Buddy Healed is the next big thing and you need to get him? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just don't think that uh, I I don't think that they totally thought this thing through. I I think that when they gave the the keys of the castle over to Vlade Divac, he had never had any sort of front office experience. He he had just been part of the organization before. So, you know, they he he says that he had a better offer on the table. They end up going with Buddy Heald. Um, and a couple of the other pieces for him. I think that this is just, it's its tough. I mean, there, there's not a lot that you can get that will justify giving up a marquee player in this league. No. And the Kings were at a weird spot. The Kings were at the spot that was kind of like, do we want to compete, uh, you know, and kind of try to make that eight seed with DeMarcus, or do we want to kind of go the other way and do we want to kind of blow it up and start rebuilding in this really nice draft? The problem is that, you, you now have a collection of like mid-level guys that will be just enough not to be as bad as some of the worst teams in the league. You've got 50 cents on the dollar for DeMarcus, and you don't have a lot of pieces in place to rebuild. No, not I at don't, all. I don't think that Buddy Heald is a guy that is a guy that you can kind of build entire. He's not a franchise guy. It's not. It's not like a piece that's going to like develop, you know, into like a, you know, a, a five-time All Star or whatever. I think that he's going to be. I think that he's his destiny is as a really good sixth man he's a jr smith yeah exactly he's the guy that you want to have you know maybe start at some point if you have like a transcendent player like lebron next to you but what you really want for him 
is to come off the bench and jumpstart a bench offense and, 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 you know, wipe the floor with some scrubs. I think that's what his destiny is. Yeah. And it's tough that he's the marquee kind of name in your trade. Meanwhile, on the other side, all of a sudden you have, uh, you know, Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis. And, and that's a pretty fearsome duo. Outside of last night's start. Outside of last night's start, sure. I mean, but they were playing the Rockets on the road. Um, no, they were at home, actually. No, I was going to say they were at home. They're at home. Uh, they're playing. They're playing the Rockets. It, you know, first game. I, I wasn't expecting them to kind of come out here and light it up, especially because the Rockets just added Lou Williams to kind of do the exact thing that I I wanted them to do. Uh, with what I wanted the Pelicans to do with Buddy Heald, which is uh, you know, use him off the bench and jumpstart the offense. But I think that I think that the Anthony Davis Boogie Cousins matchup is a really good one, and I want you to know, Greg, that I promptly uh, uh, went right to NBA 2K and started a franchise as the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> because of this. So uh, you that know, doesn't surprise me. Just and you know, does this mean that you're solidifying them as potentially the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs? Because they're only like two and a half, three games out, right? Yeah, let's take a look at the standings here. So the New Orleans Pelicans right now. Are twenty three and thirty five. Woof. Um, but yeah, they're only uh, they're only two and a half games out uh, of the of the eighth seed. Imagine the drama surrounding that first round series: Warriors versus the Pelicans. Yeah, that was going to dominate small ball or big man ball. Yeah, the the funny part is that Sacramento is ahead of New Orleans right now, and Sacramento won last night. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, I, I think that, you know, whatever you want to say about fit between these two, between Boogie and Anthony, uh, I, I really think that when you have those two kind of transcendent big guys, who are both in the skills challenge, by the way, because of how good they are at passing and dribbling and shooting as well, I think the rest of it just works itself out. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I don't I mean, they I don't definitely think, are work. I don't think that NBA uh, 2K is the, best, uh, is the best barometer for how a team is going to work. But I'm not even kidding. When I was playing NBA 2K, like there would be there would be like stretches of an entire quarter where I would all I would do is just dump it down into Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. And since you have Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, it's almost impossible to stop down low. Yeah. So I, I would think imagine that that's so. pretty cool. I mean, you gotta even imagine Cousins even came out when they asked him how he's gonna play with Davis. He goes, Clearly the Pelicans have watched the tape of us on Team USA and all these other things where we interact and have done practices and games together and we work well so right he believes that it can work which is probably the biggest step you could have with cousins is him buying into it i could totally agree yeah i mean i think this is awesome i think good for good for the pelicans for making a move um because you're really starting to look at like anthony davis and he's coming into his prime right now um you know having him on a team of misfits and not having any kind of marquee players around him uh, that would have been a kind of shame to waste his prime on that. So, you know, having Boogie in there and having two two guys, two legitimate guys that you can build around, plus Drew Holiday, who has been playing really well recently. When he's healthy, uh, he's good. When he's healthy, he's very good. Uh, so all those pieces together, I really like this for the Pelicans. So good job to them. An interesting move now, uh, interesting little playoff shakeup there in the in the Western Conference, potentially, you know, if uh, yeah. if New Orleans catches up to Denver. Yeah, and then speaking of the trade deadline and big moves, not many happen outside of that. It's yeah, basically this is the move. 
this trade line deadline was more about like the rumors and things that could have happened than things that did happen, which was oh, interesting. So many rumors. We could have done a rumors has a whole show of just what happened around the trade deadline. Yeah. The main ones that did happen. Um, so obviously, uh, you know, we did our, we did our boogie thing. Um, the 76 Williams, Lou Williams went to the, went to the, uh, went to the Rockets from the uh, Lakers. And actually let's talk about that too. Magic Johnson was named president of basketball operations. Yeah. Jeannie Buss cleaning house. I, um, I don't, I'm a little, I'm confused in this move a little bit. I mean, I realize that the, um, that the Lakers front office brass was not exactly, I mean, they weren't exactly getting it done. I mean, they, they had a couple of good draft picks and they have a couple of good young players, but you know, Magic has never been part of a front office. He's never been a GM before. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's the same thing with Vladi Divac. Is like, I, I, I'm kind of tired of, you know, institutions giving over, like, high-profile jobs to people who have never done them before because you want an outsider's perspective. That doesn't really work for me. I don't know. What yeah. do you think about it? I mean, I get what they're trying to do. It, one, gets the fan base back kind of excited. And then there's also the whole Magic Johnson has shown he understands the game, players evaluating them, all of that stuff. Maybe he brings in the right people around him that, you know, really bring the Lakers back to that showtime type feel. But I don't know. It's going to be one of those you have to wait. You have to give them at least two, three years because they have such young talent that unless they can bring in a key free agent guy in the next season or two, you won't really know what he's capable of. Right. Agreed. So it's going to be hard, but they needed to get uh, Genie Buss's brother out. I don't even remember his name. And then uh Kupchik, What was, what's his last name? Mitch Kupchik, Yeah. Yeah. All right. The, you need to get them out. They were not doing much and the fan base clearly had lost faith in them. So Genie Buss's dad, uh, you know, Dr. Buss said, Basically, you're in charge. If your brother screws up, you got to give him the boot. I'm trusting you to do so. And she finally did. Agreed. The other uh, trades that happened, the Thunder traded Taj Gibson, Doug McDermott, and a second-round pick in 2018 for Anthony Morrow, Cameron Payne, and Joffrey Laverne. <laughs> King Joffrey. Yeah. We'll That's go what I'm going to call him. That's a bad trade for the Chicago. Yeah, well, Chicago wasn't making any, wasn't going to be making any big moves unless they got rid of Butler, and we know that's going to happen. But the question about, but like, what are they doing here? Like, what's the purpose of this trade? Because it's a salary dump. Taj Gibson's going to be a free agent. They don't want to re-sign him, so give him away. And Dougie McBuckets made the pot a little sweeter. I, I get that, but Doug McDermott's a good player. He was like he had it, and they and they just traded for Doug McDermott when on the uh, you know the draft a couple of years ago. They traded a bunch of a bunch of picks. They get up to draft Doug McDermott, and then getting you're getting back Anthony Murrow, who's having a horrible year, and you're getting Cameron Payne, who's a guard who can't shoot, to pair him with your four other guards that can't shoot. I just thought he was Russell Westbrook's uh, dance partner. Honestly, I didn't know he actually played. Yeah, he doesn't play because he can't shoot. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, Chicago's a war zone, James. What can I tell you? They don't they don't know what decisions they're making. Yeah, I I, I don't really get it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know that that's a bad trade. Uh, it is. I would say. And then the only other big noteworthy trade was uh we started to talk about it before we I cut you off I think before was the 
Nerlens Noel trade from the Sixers to the Mavericks. For yeah, Philadelphia gets well, I mean, okay, yeah, basically. Phil, uh, the Philadelphia gets Andrew Bogut, who they'll immediately buy out. Justin Anderson and a 2018 first-round pick. It's top 18 protected. It's a weird pick. Yeah. Um, so literally, and then if if not, if the if the Mavericks somehow jump, um, you know, like I think it's like seven spots right now from where they're at. Yeah, yeah, they'll. The uh, 76ers will get the first round pick. Otherwise, it turns into two second round picks. So uh, basically, Nerlens Noel turned into two second round picks and Justin Anderson. Yep. That's that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow as a 76ers fan. Yeah, but you gotta trust the process, right? That's the, that's their whole motto. They're doing better this year, so something's going right. And Nerlens Noel hasn't been exactly fantastic, and Joel Embiid's really the future. Fantastic there. defensive player. Yeah. But Embiid can just step up and be that now. I get that, but I don't know. Like you're telling me that that was the best deal they could get. New Orleans Dwell was the fourth pick in the draft a couple years ago. Yeah, I understand that. They also want to get rid of Okafor. I mean, they bought, got all these big men, and now they just want to get rid of most of them except Embiid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe may, I, I. I don't know. I I get what the Sixers are doing here, but. But you don't get it. I don't know. No, as well. I mean, I think that he's a good. I think that he's a good player. Maybe he's not a blue chipper, but I mean, he's pretty good. So I would. I would be pissed off if I was a New Orleans. Uh, if I was a 76ers fan, I think that that's not. Uh, that's not. A great, use of their assets. Yeah, I did see one thing that um, said the Mavericks got him because they want to get prepared for when Dirk finally leaves. And I was like, if you think. Noel is going to be the person that replaces Dirk Nowitzki. Then uh, we need to have a talk, Mark Cuban. Right. And then realistically, um, you know, the Raptors, I guess you could, you could talk about the other one. The Raptors um, traded uh, Jared Sellinger for P.J. Tucker to the Suns. Oh, was like uh, the Ibaka trade? No, <laughs> no, no. We discussed that, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, P.J. Tucker goes to the Raptors. So the Raptors are kind of gearing up for a shot at uh, the upper echelons of the East, whether it's the Wizards or the Celtics. And that's a good uh, segue, not to pat myself on the back, to talk about <laughs> trades that didn't happen. Uh, the Celtics and everybody. So every single trade deadline, because the Celtics have like a little treasure trove of assets, every single trade deadline, the Celtics are named for every player that's ever played basketball. Um, the Celtics yeah. are the alpha and the omega for trade rumors uh, during the trade deadline, and this year was no exception. No, not at all. They threw out their name for Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins, Jimmy Butler. Um, I mean, you get, even Serge Ibaka, we were kind of vaguely interested. We might be interested in Andrew Bogut once he gets bought out by the 76ers. I mean, there's there's just a lot a lot going into uh, these trade rumors for the Celtics. Um, and they didn't make a single move. No, they didn't make a single move at all. And I'm disappointed. I even ran a poll, James, on our uh, Twitter because, you know, you go on it so much. Uh, that so I put the two main guys that I figured they might try to get Paul George, Jimmy Butler. Those are the two biggest rumors you heard the whole time. They had the pieces to make those moves if they wanted to. Jay Crowder included in all, because let's be honest, if you were gonna get Paul George, you could give up Jay Crowder. Whatever you want to think, or I said don't make any moves at all. 
73% of Celtics fans or whoever voted in this, it was aimed at Celtics fans, wanted the Celtics to get PG-13. But right. more believe that they also, it was 73% wanted PG-3 and hoped they got him out of the 85 votes. 19% believe they wouldn't make a move because they clearly know how Danny H thinks. And then 8% was like, you know what? I'll take Jimmy Butler because he seems more believable to get than probably PG-13. So, yeah, I would have I, mean, I would have liked to get Jimmy Butler and I would have liked to get Paul George. So here's here's the thing. I I'm really frustrated with this with the uh, the Celtics not making a move because I, I I'm not 100% sure what like <clears throat> there's two sides to this. The first side is that the Celtics have these awesome awesome Brooklyn picks. Uh, there's going to be some marquee players in this next coming draft that could legitimately be franchise players. I mean, Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Malik Monk, um, there's a bunch, Josh Jackson, there's a bunch of players that are available in this next coming draft that could legitimately be multi-year all-stars and even franchise players. Yeah. But if you get one of those guys, they're going to be 19 years old coming into your team, and a lot of your guys right now are kind of like in their mid-20s in their prime. So, like, what is that doing for you? Especially when you already have a point guard in Isaiah Thomas. Um, well, it's doing nothing, and... The other thing, like you mentioned, is these are guys that could be all stars and everything. Could be. Yeah. Whereas Paul George, Jimmy is, Butler are yeah. proven. Right. Like now, here's my other here's my other thing. Here's the other side of that coin. The asking price for I don't remember what Jimmy Butler's was, but the asking price for Paul George was this year's Brooklyn pick. And then you have to give three out of this group of four players. Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, um, Jalen Brown and uh, Jay Crowder. So out of those four players, you would need to give three of them and you need to give the Brooklyn pick. That's a steep price. That's a really steep price for Paul George. Now I realize it's Paul George, right? I mean, he's a, he's a legitimate all-star. You play, you play Paul George with, um, you know, with Isaiah and then whatever else you have left from that. But that's the thing that Danny was looking at. He's like, that doesn't make us any better. The best part about the Celtics team is that they play so well together as a unit. They can spread the four. Um, they've got a lot of guys that can shoot threes and play a lot of really great defense. If you Let's say, for example, you give up Avery Bradley, um, Jalen Brown, and Jay Crowder as well as the pick. You're playing Marcus Smart, who can't play, who can't shoot as well as Avery Bradley, and you can't play as good, de- at, at, you know, defense as well. Then you have Paul George, but then you don't, have, and then you have Al Horford, and, that, and that's definitely theoretically a good team. But you just lose a lot of your depth that makes the Celtics pretty impressive right now. The yep. main thing, the main reasons that the Wizards haven't been able to catch up to the Celtics so far, and that the Celtics have a chance to catch up to the uh, Cavs, is depth. They have depth coming off the bench. They have players who can make plays and play at a high level coming off the bench. And you lose a lot of that if you decide to give up the farm for Paul George. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, the depth is what makes the Celtics so good right now. And, I mean, if I had to give up three of those, it would have probably been Smart, Brown, and Crowder because you keep Bradley, you keep the defense, and then your starting five doesn't look that bad with Thomas, Bradley, Paul George, Horford, and I forget who your power forward is all the time. Amir Johnson. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a terrible starting five, but then you look at your bench and it's like, what do you have? Right. You basically have Terry Rozier, um, Jonas Jerebko, 
Kelly Olynyk. I mean, but it, it's not bad. And I, I, you know, talking it through, like it's not as horrible. Um, but I definitely, uh, I, I definitely like having, like Jalen Brown. I think is going to be a stud. To be totally honest with you, I think that Jalen Brown is going to be a stud. I think that. Well, you got to hope. I mean, he's a top three pick. Yeah, exactly. And then. Uh, I, I can kind of see what Danny's doing. It, it, the thing that frustrates Celtics fans all over is that he's kind of got one foot in the rebuilding, in the rebuilding, uh, you know, bucket, and one foot in the contending bucket. And at some, and at some point, those things are going to kind of, you know, grade up against each other. Like, I, I kind of, I like the idea of having like, you know, either Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball on the team, as well as Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier, and having those guys kind of come up and replace the guys that are going to be up for huge contracts in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, what, what's the point of what we're doing right now if not to contend for a championship? With a two seed in the East, we need to kind of like push a little bit and try to make something happen. So, I don't know. I don't think that even with the Paul George trade, you know, we have a. It, it's tough to envision a scenario where we beat LeBron. But it, yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely LeBron's frustrating. That guy right now. So, I mean, he's going to be until his legs fall apart from playing all these minutes. But Celtics are keeping – the Celtics, if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Cavs as the two seed, right? I think we'll force it seven games and it would be interesting. But you're not going to get there if you gave away three of those four guys. Agreed. 100%. All right. Cool. That was the NBA trade deadline talk. I'm glad that we got that off our chests. Yeah. Felt good. For a little yeah. bit of relief. Um, and you, uh, so we now we wanted to kind of pivot a little bit. I know that the NFL just ended, and I know that, um, you know, there's not a lot of storylines that are happening currently, but we want to talk about Tony Romo. Yeah. I mean, he's the hot topic right now in the NFL, James, which is kind of sad. So Tony Romo's got a a long list of, well, I don't know how long, oh, but it's he's long. got a list of teams. It's long. ESPN did a piece on it. Teams that he needs to, that he's going to, you know, maybe go to uh, either when he gets cut or traded um, to make room for, for Dak. So let's hear what this is, Greg. What we want to do is talk about each one of them and kind of see what makes the most sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to put in perspective. There's nine teams that ESPN legitimately thinks Romo could go to. And that is disturbing to think that there's going to be that many teams desperate for a quarterback, such as injury-prone Romo. Right. We're going to run through them, James, in alphabetical order, and let's see which ones make the most sense to us. So first, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's definitely got an interesting couple of weapons around them. Uh, and when when they're motivated, their defense is pretty good. But uh, I would I would probably say no to that one. I don't think that the Bills are going to get Tony Romo. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, if you're the Bills, honestly, either you know pick up Tyrod Taylor's option, find somebody else. But Romo probably is not the answer. He's not the type of. He's not going to do well in the cold. Right. Plain and simple, he needs to be somewhere warmer. So a few of these teams are going to be out based off that whole logic by itself because his bone, bones are already brittle. The cold's going to make it worse. So moving on, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears are not close enough um, to contending currently. Uh, they just—they're not a very good—they're not a very good team right now. And I think that whatever team need, gets Romo, he's going to want to go to a team that basically is like a step away, sort of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the Bears one have the Cutler situation. They have to figure that out. Two, if they get rid of Cutler, they're probably going to try to get somebody younger 
maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo, somebody in the draft. Like you said, they're not close already. They have a lot of young guys. If Alshon Jeffrey doesn't get signed back there, there's no reason Romo would want to go. Like they don't yeah. have a legitimate star player on that offense, unless you want to talk about their running back, but he's only a rookie. You don't know what's going to happen moving forward. Right, exactly. Next, everybody's favorite, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say no. I do not <laughs> think that he's going to be uh, – I don't think that he's going to be uh, you know, going to the Cleveland Browns here. Yeah, Cleveland, if you're smart, stick with the draft or try to make a trade. But, you know, Deshaun Watson – or uh, Mitch Trubisky from Texas Tech, I think that's where he's from. Uh, you know, they're younger, not as injury prone. Right. And, uh, you know, they're not going to be turning 37 in the next coming days. Or not coming days, coming months. So Definitely. Don't do not do that. Uh, you know, his one destination that could just stay because he's best buddies with his owner. Uh, he could just stay as the backup for the Cowboys and hope Dak gets hurt. I do not think that that's going to be the case either. I think that they're going to want to give him... An opportunity to go, uh, you know, could he kind of you know, go out there and, and play the rest of his career in a place that gives him a chance to win some games? Yeah. I mean, if he stays there, they'd have to redo his deal, plain and simple, because he's got too much money on the books to be sitting on the bench. Right. Exactly. And then uh, next, this one actually, even though it's in the cold weather, I think would be his best option if it made sense for everybody the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos is probably a pretty good chance that he'll do that. Yeah, I mean, you got to decide. Trevor Simeon, not your future, let's be honest. Paxton Lynch, could be. Uh, get Roma there for a year or two. Short term, have Paxton learn underneath him. After his third year, Roma's gone. Paxton takes over. You know, it's a good smooth transition. It's not yeah, kind of rough they, and unsteady. They can also kind of do the whole thing. Like Elway can sell it the same way that he sold Peyton, where he's like, we're pretty, we're pretty much right there with the defense anyway that we have. Um, you know, we can just kind of come in. Now, the one, th- the one reason why he might not want to go there, but I don't, I don't, I don't think this would dissuade him. But uh, that division is tough. Yeah, that is division's really rough, tough. Rough division, especially Raiders, Raiders, Chiefs, and Broncos. Um, that's, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough way to get at, uh, you know, Broncos didn't even make the playoffs this year and they had a really good defense. So yeah, sorry, chargers. We're not going to include you. You're, you're not scary. No, 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 no. Get a, <laughs> get a real logo before I include you. Um, yeah. So I said we were going in alphabetical order. Clearly I was wrong. Uh, I thought ESPN was better than that. Next choice. Good, good idea actually, but most think it's a long shot. Him going to the Texans. Yeah, I've heard that one too. And, uh, I don't think that this is a case either. Uh, I, I think that they've, they've – I know this sounds stupid because he's not a good quarterback, but they've paid too much money to Brock Osweiler to, after one year, be like, no, thank you. And you can't dump him anywhere. No, he's got, he's got a long-term deal. It's an enormous deal. I think, they, they think, as a, like, I think they're going to swallow their pride and play him for another year and then just clean house uh, after that. Yeah, I mean, you would almost have to because there's so much money tied up in him. For, I think he's he's guaranteed. I'm, well, I'm, I'm pulling it up. He's guaranteed 16 million for the 2017 season. Yeah. So they're gonna probably keep him because then it would only cost them around six million in dead money. Plus whatever it takes, year. whatever it takes to sign Romo, if if indeed you know to take on to take on that much more money for Romo too. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't make any sense for the Texans to do that. Uh, here's an interesting one. 
And I understand why this team's on here, but I realistically don't think they have a chance and would should actually make the move. The Kansas City Chiefs. I've talked about the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that they're a good candidate. You know I'm a Chiefs believer. Um, I think that the team is pretty much ready to go, and they've got some great weapons. I think this Alex Smith is not a very good quarterback. I mean, he's fine. He's a fine quarterback. I think that whenever I think of average quarterbacks, I go right to Alex Smith. Um, <laughs> I go to Joe Flacco because I don't think he's elite. Yeah. So I think that I think that the Kansas I think that Kansas City and Denver are both in a similar situation. I think that Denver's defense, obviously, they're in the same same division. I think Denver's defense is a little better. I think Kansas City is more more of a complete team all around. Um, so I you know that that's something I, I think that both of those teams in the AFC West um, would be very good candidates for Romo. Yeah, I mean I agree, but Alex Smith has done a decent enough job there, but I also just don't see. If for some reason the Chiefs tried to make a move, fit Romo in, and it doesn't work, then you have Alex Smith who's going to be like, what are you guys doing? Uh, I think we need to talk about a few things. And then you might just have a few seasons where he almost kind of tanks because, I mean, he's had a good good NFL run for himself, especially after how he started in San Francisco. So I don't know. I mean, he knows he's not making the Hall of Fame. Why not take a franchise down with him? (laughs) <laughs> okay speaking of franchises that are burning and flaming uh the new york jets yeah i don't think so i think that's gonna be a pass on on mr romo uh i mean i i think that uh the only reason why he ever would consider it would be you know like if he wanted to do the new york thing like a new york media thing but like i mean honestly the uh the, the the allure of New York nowadays is not exactly what it used to be, especially when the teams are really bad. I mean, we saw that with the Knicks. We've seen that with the Jets. I mean, it's just I don't think that the Jets uh, have enough in place to entice him to come, especially if he's going to have to deal with being in the division of the Patriots. I know, it's, I know that that's going to sound like a super biased thing for me. No. But that's a real thing, I think. You know, having, having a, a team that consistently – you know, for the last like 15 years, it, it wins the division. It's 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 probably demoralizing. It's probably not very fun for you know. It's probably daunting for other quarterbacks to come in their first year and try to compete for a championship in that division. Sorry, I had to swallow some uh some vial there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually don't think the Jets would be terrible. I mean, Fitzpatrick. Let's be honest, he's not coming back. They're not going to sign him again. Uh, Geno Smith. Not gonna come bad. back, or yeah, they're, gonna, they're gonna release him, or his contract stuff. I don't even know. Hackenberg and Bryce Petty, neither of them are ready to be your starting quarterback because, well, let's just be honest, they're probably never gonna be starting quarterbacks. Maybe Hackenberg, but he's gonna need a few years of development. And the roster right now isn't terrible offensively. They got a decent line. They have Brandon Marshall, who yes is older, but he can still pre- play pretty well. Eric Decker coming back from injury. Uh, Matt Forte, who is like doing everything beyond belief as a 30 plus year old running back who can still catch the ball and make some good, decent runs. So, I mean, they have a decent team around them. They just literally don't have a quarterback. And if Roman can give them one or two healthy years, they could compete in that division. Will it happen? Probably not. But that actually, I think out of all these teams outside of Denver would probably be his most realistic chance to have a shot, at least at getting back to the playoffs. 
I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, but you 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 also picked some other team to win the AFC East this this year too. I think you actually picked the Jets or something like that. I did, and it really it was just really just me banking on the Patriots to finally have a down year, which clearly yeah. they did not. Here's so thing, we're gonna we're gonna move on past that. The next, the 49ers, James, the 49ers. <laughs> um, 49ers now. I'd say now. They're yeah, not that. They're says. not that close. It's it's you know it's again they're just a bad 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 team. I just don't think that, I, I can't see him going to a team that it, it is going to be that devoid of talent. You know, at his stage in his career, he needs a team that can win now. Yeah, I mean, plus I don't think the 49ers, I think Kaepernick decides to stay. I think Shanahan and Lynch as the new GM. Speaking of guys who don't have experience, uh. You know, I think they all just end up working together, and it won't be great. But I don't think Roma's gonna want to go to the Bay and waste his final years on a one and fifteen, two and fourteen type team. Totally agreed. Yeah. So those are the those are the nine really li- realistic shots. Most of them are long shots. Some of them have a realistic chance. I think we both think that Denver is probably the front runner. Yeah. Um, and I, your second, your second choice would be the Jets, and my second choice would be the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean those those three teams seem like the best chances he has if Jerry Jones is nice and it's just like I'm gonna try to be- find the best situation for you and what works, and you can make it work. If Jerry Jones decides to be like, you know what, screw it, we just need to get rid of you because you're not gonna take a restructuring of every contract. Uh, welcome to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So um, that was our cool. NFL talk. Nice. Uh, yeah, I liked it. And yeah. then you, Greg, you wanted to end with uh, with a little golf chatting. Yeah. And uh, real quick, breaking news in the NBA, James. I saw that. Uh, 76ers announced their number one pick. Ben Simmons will not play because of his injured foot is not fully healed. Trust Are we shocked us. by this? No, I'm not shocked by this. Joel Embiid has barely been playing the last few weeks because of his injury that he says is a torn meniscus. The, the 76ers have always been shady about in, uh, injuries and have not really been totally forthcoming about it. Um, so the, I, I, you, you see exactly what they're doing. They're trading away Nerlens Noel. They're not, they're not playing Ben Simmons. They're not playing Joel Embiid, et cetera, et cetera. They still want to tank. They still want to get another uh, – get another. it's a deep draft, and they still have a good pick here. Yeah. I think that they want to get that one last piece before they start kind of full-on – uh, taking this thing to a rebuilding, uh, uh, you know, actual contention. They're not close enough. They're not going to get a. They're not going to get a playoff spot right now unless they play Joel Embiid like 30 minutes a game for the rest of the season. Yeah. So and and even that they'll be they they probably won't get it. No. So right, right now, they 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 need to focus on getting another pick, and and that that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they need to focus on getting like a small forward. I say a point guard. They already have um, Ben Simmons is going to be their point guard. Simmons is not going to be their point guard. I bet you he is. He's gonna. He's like a perfect small ball power forward. Yeah, I understand that, but they're going to want to play him because he's also very good at uh, dishing out assists, apparently. This draft is so full of point guards, and you have Covington, you have Simmons, you have Embiid, and you have Okafor off the bench. I think that you need a point. I think you need another guard. Ugh, Okafor off the benches. I feel like that's wrong because he was so good his rookie season. I mean, he just didn't play any defense. Yeah. Put him at power forward then. Um, all, right, all right, cool. We'll move on to golf. Let's move on to golf. We don't need to get dragged into the process. And by the time people listen to this, it won't be breaking news anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. true. So we're going to enter the golf world because, you know, 
we don't talk hockey and baseball is not in full swing. So yesterday, big story came out. Pat Perez, who, if you don't know, kind of a laid back golfer, one of those golfers, everybody's just kind of like, Hey, if that guy can do it, I can do it too. Um, Mr. I hit three people with my drives this past weekend at his tournament. Uh, so, you know, that guy came out yesterday in a news article or on Sirius XM, one of those things and said, basically tiger is done. Can't be anybody. And his exact quote was the guy shot 77 in his first round in Dubai. He can't shoot 77. What does he do the next day? Ah, my back's gone. He knows he can't beat anybody. I told you. I was one of the first ones many, many months ago to come out and say it. Uh, he's not going to do it for a long time. He's not going to come out and play and play poorly. Therefore, he knows he shouldn't do anything. If he doesn't play in the Masters, he's done for the year and maybe done for a while after that. So big words out of Pat Perez. 30 minutes after the story broke, James, his Twitter deleted. Gone. Vanished. Not on social media. Thoughts? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm tired of this Tiger stuff. I'm tired of it. I don't think that, ti- I don't think that Tiger is worth our time here at all. Uh, just to be totally honest with you. I think that, um, I, I, I think that every single person in the entire world, like this, this turns into news when, when someone says that Tiger can't, can't make it and can't come back. He's not going to win anything. Of course he's not going to win anything. He's past 40. He hasn't won anything in forever. What's the last thing that Tiger won, Greg? Uh, probably some round of like Tiger Woods golf on his Xbox. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't won anything for years. Like we're going on we're going on like like years and years and years yeah. without Tiger Woods. I think like, 2013, 2012 may have been the last time. Like he would need to be – there's no historical precedent for anybody in any sport coming back after that amount of time and being in any sort of elite player. So if anybody out there who's saying like, oh, I can't believe he said it about Tiger, like I can believe that he said it about Tiger. Yeah, duh, he's not saying anything new. He's saying exactly – he's saying common sense shit. So anyone that's ostracizing him or telling him no, et cetera, et cetera, he can come back. No, he can't. He can't come back. He's done. Tiger is done. Get over it. The sooner that we all accept the fact that Tiger is done – the sooner that we can all collectively move on and get along with our lives because it, 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 there's too much energy wasted on Tiger. And that's my take. Well, James, first, I'm going to put on my Tiger uh, fanboy glove. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just wrap that up real quick. Uh, mainly, uh, Tiger can come back. If anybody can do it, it's Tiger. Uh, these comments are probably going to ignite some fire under his ass. He's going to come back. He's just going to train with the Marines, Navy SEALs, whoever he has to, to get that back. He's going to get some robotic stuff put into his back for it to not hurt anymore that nobody will know about ever because he's Tiger Woods and he has that type of money that he can keep those scientists secret. And if they talk, he will murder them himself. Um, and he will come back and win like seven more majors because he's Tiger Woods. All right. So, uh, gloves going to come off now. Uh, yeah. Can you put the realist glove on because it's not happening? <laughs> yeah. No tiger's gloves coming off. You can hear the Velcro snapping. Good. Uh, why do I have a golf glove near me that closely? Uh, that's for my own personal reasons. Anyway, you're absolutely right. Tiger Tiger's done for the most part. I mean, realistically, his back is so fucked up that he's never going to look like he did even six, seven years ago, even when he busted his knee up. I mean, what he did with his knee and coming back from that, great. He won a bunch of tourneys, but you need your back more than like any other body part realistically in your golf game. 
It's where all your power is coming with. You know, it has the most tension on it. In general, we'll probably never see the old Tiger, which is disappointing and sad because he was such a – it'd be like you watching Brady wither down to just basically skin and bones and not be able to throw a out route past five yards anymore. It would be heartbreaking. And that's basically what it is for golf fans. Uh, you know, Tiger basically put golf back on the map. And luckily, we've had enough, you know, personalities come through with Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Paulina Gretzky. She doesn't really play, but, you know, she's just there and it's great. And, uh, you know, he put that whole game back into people's eyes, people's worlds after Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer. So, you know, there's always going to be that special spot. But, I mean, the guy comes to terms. He should probably just join the senior tour now and just start cleaning up there. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to be back. So I think that that's 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 my take. I, I I don't have anything else to say about it because Tiger Woods, no longer going to be back. <sighs> Just hurts. Cool man. <laughs> I'm gonna go go outside in my 65 degree weather and nothing but a t-shirt and shorts and drink a nice cold beer after Good. that. Yeah, exactly. Wash out the stank. Yeah. Um, I love it, man. Very cool. All right. Well, that's kind of everything we want to cover today, Greg. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm think that that was a fantastic episode. Uh, go like us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, every kind of requisite social media site that you heard at the beginning of the show. Uh, yeah, go subscribe. follow Greg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, leave a review. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Follow James on Twitter. You know, maybe one day he'll send out like cryptic eyeball tweets and we'll all get curious of what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. And James, you start drinking. Get ready for tomorrow. Will do, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one, guys. guys. Later. The Sports Sports Dance.